Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. We'd like to welcome back to our show Dave Landry of DaveLandry.com. He's a stock market trader for the past uh, two plus decades, in addition to being an educator and trainer and consultant to hedge funds, mutual funds, signal providers in market analysis. He's also written three books, which have been translated into six languages, and he's a popular speaker at conferences and expos regarding stock market trading. He speaks to us from world headquarters just outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. Dave, welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio. Glad to be back, Charlie. You almost got that accent right on the New Orleans. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. So, uh, you know, I I have to be able to come up with that accent sometimes here. So, Dave, uh, you've been actively trading the market since the early 90s. You've been involved again, as we just said, in every aspect of consulting, training, education, writing, etc. Before we get started, answer this, would you? Um, And and you provide daily commentary on on, on the markets here with your own YouTube channel, etc., of all these things you're involved in, all focusing on market analysis and trading in the markets, what's probably your favorite? I think helping others, and, and because when I can make a light bulb go off in somebody's head, flip that switch to where they understand how markets actually work and there's no holy grail and, and all these gurus out there are telling you otherwise, I think that's probably the most rewarding thing for me, knowing that I'm able to help somebody out. And at the same time, you know, as long as I'm following the, the game plan, too, I'm going to be doing all right. So that's, that's a reward there. I mean, obviously, the trading is, is uh, what I'm here for. By accident, I ended up in the educational business, too, and, and that's been really rewarding, being able to help people out, because there's a lot of mis- misconceptions out there, as you, as you know, when it comes to markets. Yeah, no question about that, Dave. You know, on Saturdays here in Southern California, uh, the, the, the regular talk show uh, stations have people who buy the time, and, and often they are financial wizards, you know. And one of them is a uh, <laughs> a trading academy, okay? okay? And these guys come on and say, oh, our students are traveling the world and enjoying themselves and experiencing peace and love and freedom <laughs> because of what we taught them about how to trade in the markets over the past six months. And I, oh my goodness, buddy! <laughs> yeah, makes, makes me wonder. Makes me wonder why I'm here grinding it out every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, just uh, uh, saying crazy things, you know. So yeah, uh, pro- probably the biggest secret, Charlie, as you know, is that there is no secret to the markets. Nobody yeah. Knows exactly what's going to happen next. We do, we take an educated guess and we have a methodology and we just follow it. Yeah, no, no question about it. And, and then I get these people who uh, who send me all these emails, you know, that, that when they have an 85 to 90 percent win rate. And, and I want to respond uh, with the saying, actually, I heard it from you, OK, the other day uh, you, that uh, they've got a very illustrious and short career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because when you win that, career. when you win that much, you only win a little. 
But because of the risk-reward ratios, when you lose in one of those, you lose a lot. So you can go along, and and you you think you're going to be on the cover of cover of Time magazine here, uh, you know that that you got this ninety percent win rate, and these things are fabulous. And all of a sudden, typically one day, you're down sixty-five percent. And oh, yeah. when you're making four, five, six percent on each one, and you're down on sixty-five percent on one, that is tough to make up very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I forget who said it, but but somebody like Drucken Miller or somebody said the, what feels good over the short term does not work longer term, and that's why a lot of people get lulled into these so-called anthill strategies where you make a little, make a little, and then you get wiped out. Very dangerous type of behavior. Yeah, it is. So let's get started here. Uh, give, give us a 30-second background of yours, will you, Dave? Okay, I think you did a pretty good job. I've been trading for a very long time, and some of the things you already said, I've consulted with hedge funds and individuals, etc. And then I started my educational business. I spent 14 years with one hedge fund in particular consulting, and then right around that whole time, uh, I guess late 90s, early 2000, whenever I started my own website and where I provide consulting information, or not so much consulting information, but education on the stock market. And I think that's that's pretty much it. So I've been I've been at this for a little while, seen some ups and downs, obviously. Okay, so uh, so so let's uh, get into the tall weeds a little bit. Number one, uh, given that information, I'm sure you are a trend follower. Is the, yes, would that I be am. accurate? Okay, that would be very accurate. Okay, and so no fundamental analysis at all. No fundamental analysis, no news or anything like that. Okay, and uh, you trade strictly stocks, not really options? I, I will trade options on occasion. Options have a lot of moving pieces. One of those hedge funds I mentioned, the one for 14 years, they traded options exclusively. So I would recommend you tread lightly when it comes to options. I trade mostly stocks because that's where the efficiencies are. But I will trade occasionally other markets such as Forex. But mostly, again, stocks, yes, is my focus. Okay. And in trading stocks, now I know we've had a, a bull market here uh, yes. going uh, on Mar- in March. It'll be 10 years. But do you go long and short? I do. And, and you're not going to make a lot of money on the short side. Very difficult to trade the short side. If you're new to trading, I would recommend you actually stay away from it. The uh, retrace rallies are very tough to hang on. And it's just uh, there's some logistics involved that you know we don't have enough time to get into, obviously. So I would I would tell the the, uh, the newbie to stay away. But if you've been trading for a while, you can short. Obviously, it's the only way way to make money on the downside. But the advantage of shorting that I see, the main advantage, is that it really helps you to see both sides of the market. The friends I know who run, they tend to if they're long only oriented, they tend to see the glass more as half full. Uh, all the time, and so they don't really. Sometimes they don't see the downside, and that's that's one thing that I think. As long as you're short, you're you're able to see both sides of the market. Yeah, and we both know that moving forward over the next couple of years, that's going to be far more important than it has been over the past ten. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's 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 kind of a little scary right now. Yeah. So uh, so tell us what, what what time frame do you focus on? Do you like six months? Do you like four days? What well, what's the time frame you're comfortable with? Well, I use a daily chart for stocks. I use a daily chart, and I'm looking to capture a swing trade because you can only look so far out, but I'm also willing to stay with a piece of that trade. 
I think you can only look out so far, but you can follow trends forever. So when someone says, what's your holding period, I always answer 10 years, hopefully much longer, but usually I'll get stopped out long before then. I'll just give you a case in point. I have one long stock left, and believe it or not, I put it on way back in October, and so far it's actually trended higher, believe it or not. I'll stick with that position. Hopefully, maybe you'll have me back next year, and I'll, I'll still be in that same uh, stock next year. Okay, so so you're a, but you're a swing trader. Yeah, well, I'm a swing trader, but I will hold as long as as possible. I think if you're just a pure short-term trader, you're not going to make enough money longer term, like you alluded to earlier. Occasionally, you will get whacked here and there, and you you're going to need an occasional home run. I think it was Drucker Miller said the success comes from preservation of capital, easy for me to say, and occasional home runs. And I truly believe that. So allowing the unlimited time frame as far as once I'm in a stock, as long as I'm not stopped out, I'll stick with that position. And like I said, I have one left over from last October, and hopefully I'm in it next October. So you trade stocks. Do you trade ETFs? I occasionally trade ETFs. Stocks are going to be, as a general statement, more efficient. I'm sorry, inefficient. So a little biotech or an IPO or something might go up several hundred percent over several months, whereas an ETF, the chance of that happening is not very good. Now, sometimes on the downside, I will play some uh, ETFs here and there just to get some overall exposure to the overall market. But my main focus is on individual stocks. So do you run any kind of portfolio for people who follow you? I have a daily alert service where I put out recommendations along with ways to manage the existing positions. But I'm no longer, I was a registered commodity trading advisor for, I think, 12 or 14 years. I forget how long. But I'm no longer registered, so it's, it's obviously for educational purposes only. And you don't do futures market. Uh, occasionally I'll do futures, but again, it's more it's more efficient type of market. So my focus, again, I'm going to focus mostly on stocks. And then in those particular markets like Forex and futures, it has to be a very, um, it looks like it's a potential to make a very inefficient move, which doesn't happen that often. So you have to be really, really careful and, and, and wait a long, long time uh, in those type of markets. Would you consider yourself to be a momentum trader? Yes, yes, because I, now there are some cases where I will buy stocks that are what I call transitional patterns, which are new trends emerging uh, off of like a big long-term base. But as a general statement, I am trading momentum. I'm looking for some sort of trend, and then I'm looking for some place to get on that trend, and usually that's a pullback. Okay, so, so you like pullbacks. So, so tell me, uh, one difficulty I have in understanding here, Dave, if you would enlighten me and others who may, may be listening with the same issue, is that I find that the daily charts, uh, what are they really going to tell me about what's going to happen six months and a year from now? And so Absolutely maybe a, a three-day or a weekly chart, uh, well, wouldn't that be more prudent? Well, sometimes I will obviously back the chart out and look at a weekly chart, and there are some weekly signals that I'm beginning to uh, that are beginning to trigger. For instance, in the indices overall that I follow, and those things are somewhat concerning. So, yeah, that does give you a bigger picture view. However, the market takes a lot longer to turn on a weekly chart than it does, obviously, on a daily chart. Right. And I find 
if you drill down too far to an intraday chart, then you get caught up and, and end up chasing your own tail because you're looking at all the zigs and zags. So I find a daily chart works just about right. And if I get my timing right, and that's a big if in that sentence, but if I get my timing right, I'm able to get a swing trade out within, let's say, three days to a week. I take half my profits off, and then I raise my stop to break even. And then I, I begin to let it breathe a little bit, meaning that I let that stop kind of gradually widen out. And hopefully, and again, you know, it's a dangerous word in this business, but hopefully that shorter-term position turns into a much longer-term position. And my goal there is to sort of have your cake and eat it too. Get that instant kind of gratification from the short-term trade. Make a little money because sometimes that's all you get is a short-term move, but then still have that longer-term potential with that position. And that's where the real money is. Okay, so uh, when you're trading, uh, do you consider yourself a quant in any way, or are, are you just trading off those charts with various signals of MACD, stochastics, uh, moving averages, etc.? Well, other than I, I wouldn't. First of all, I wouldn't consider myself a quant because I'm a hundred percent discretionary type of trader. Okay. Now, some of my friends who are a little bit more mechanical think that I'm a little bit more mechanical than I lead on because some of my patterns, they have specific things that I'm looking for. But I'm looking for some sort of serious, uh, as you said earlier, momentum or trend, and then a place to get on that trend, usually like a pullback. And other than the occasional moving average, I have one pattern called bow ties, which uses moving averages, and it's really caught on. It became it has become quite popular with a lot of people uh, on various time frames. But other than the occasional moving average, I don't use any indicators whatsoever in my charts. Oh, okay. Well, that would make my life simpler if I followed you. Well, exactly. you, think about it, you think about it, Charlie, an indicator doesn't indicate anything. It just illustrates right. what's already in the chart. Because yeah. sometimes I will look at a chart and I'll think, hey, this looks pretty good. And when I put the moving averages in, I'll realize that, wait a minute, this stock is kind of rolling over in here. Maybe I better pay attention. It might not look as good as I thought. But that was all in the chart to begin with. So, And then most people that I find who are good traders, I could take away the indicators and they still would be good traders. Okay, okay. And uh, your bow tie pattern, I, I watched one of your YouTubes uh, that provided that, and I would uh, recommend that everybody look at that. It's uh, very interesting. It doesn't seem to be all that difficult to identify, and it uh, seems to be uh, accurate to some degree here. Yeah, if you look at like a weekly bow tie in the S&P 500, we had a major sell in 2000, a major buy in 2009, a major sell. Uh, when was the last major sell? Well, actually, I think we have a major sell right now. Really? So uh, it's kind of scary. Every, every bear market has started with one of these patterns. Now, just because you have the pattern, it doesn't mean you can have a bear market. Right. But so far, every one of these patterns has turned into um, a bear market, at least over the last 30 years. There's been, I think, one that we just had a, a somewhat minor sell-off. I think the Russell 2000 went down about 15% after a signal, and S&P went down 10%. So those are still fairly substantial moves. Yeah. So, so tell us, all the people that you've worked with and all of your years in trading, okay, you, you have worked with a lot of people, heard of a lot of opinions. What misconceptions do you find regarding investing or particularly trading by many investors and advisors? Well, on as far on a trading level, I would I would say obviously those uh, false prophets we talked about earlier, the gurus, that there is some sort of secret to the market, and there isn't a secret to the market. And if you think about a market, it's made of a of a collective of a lot of people. And I'm not even sure we're going to have 
for lunch today, how could I predict what all these other people are going to do? I mean, you have a general idea from the charts, but obviously stuff could happen in between. From, uh, I, I don't know if you call it institutional level, but uh, on a general level, what's kind of scary is that buy and hold is preached as, all, as if the market will always go up. And uh, you, you and I have a mutual fund, a mutual fund, <laughs> mutual friend named Greg Morris, and yeah. he pointed out that those buy and hold metrics are based on an 81-year time horizon, and most of us don't have that long to invest. <laughs> so I think that's probably the biggest misconception. It's like now my phone's beginning to ring for my friends. They're opening up their 401ks, and they're beginning to panic a little bit. Yeah. It's like, well, just follow along. The market has been going down, and that's that's why you that's what's happening. Yeah. So, you know, Dave, uh, what would you say is the best advice you ever received, read, or heard regarding trading? Probably, it was probably from Linda Rasky, and she once said, if you don't know where a market is headed, ask a six-year-old kid. <laughs> and I've, I've repeated that so many times that people started repeating me, thinking that I came up with that. But it's actually Linda that first said that. And it's true. And I, I, I have to tell you, Charlie, I'm sitting here looking at charts today where some things are going against me. And it's like, okay, what's going on, Dave? What would a six-year-old kid say? And it's like, well, it's going against you. You know, uh, a kid's not going to uh, be involved or have a stochastic plot or whatever else to uh, confuse him. He's just going to tell you whether it's going up or down or sideways. Uh, who trades your strategy, your, your clients? Are they are the institutions of hedge funds and family offices, etc.? Are they primarily individual retail traders? Are they it's advisors? Pri- it's, primarily, it's primarily retail traders. It's the, uh, the doctors and the lawyers looking to do a little trading on the side. I, I firmly believe that following my methodology, at least, busy traders make good traders. I find I had one client that wasn't doing really well, and all of a sudden he got really busy, and then all of a sudden he started making money because he didn't have time to micromanage himself or take a day trade when he shouldn't be day trading and do those things. So uh, the individual trader looking to learn about the markets and take control of their own accounts and 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 uh, follow the trend as opposed to try to outsmart the market. Yeah, and, and very briefly, Dave, uh, what major differences do you see between uh, trading now and when you first started back in the, uh, I think, early 90s? As far as my patterns are concerned, trends are still trends, and I'm still using the same thing that I used 20-something years ago. The main difference is I think markets have become a little bit choppier, and even though the market seems to have gone up all this whole time, it's been a little bit uh, more choppy in that trend. So I've had to make minor tweaks to uh, accommodate for the extra noise in the market, so to speak. And, for instance, if something's nearing a stop, I might keep an eye on that. And if it reverses without going too far past the stop, in other words, applying a little discretion, then I'll stay with a position. On entries, I might use a little bit higher entry because there's a little bit more noise in the market, and I don't want to get triggered in on the noise alone. But other than that, markets are still they still trend, and the only way you're going to capture I'm sorry, the only way you can make any money in the market is to capture a trend. So not a whole lot of big changes other than a little bit more choppier, a little bit more noise in the system. Well, great to hear. So very briefly, which of your three books would you recommend to our listeners? Well, I would recommend The Layman's Guide to Trading Stocks. And I thought about it before the show, and I just set up a link, Charlie. If they want to get the book free, they can go to davelander.com slash free book. And the reason I want to give that out is because there's a chapter in there on why buy and hold doesn't work. And I think right now that's a very timely chapter to read. So uh, just daylander.com slash free book. 
and uh, give it a few minutes to um, to uh, get sent out, but but you'll get it for free. Okay, and and uh, I will be sure and get that myself. And Landry is L A N D R Y for those yeah. who may be wondering here. So uh, people can go on YouTube and uh, find Dave Landry uh, for your channel there, and they can go to DaveLandry.com. And um, we'll uh, hopefully uh, many people will do that. Give us final words for our listeners here, Dave. Well, the trend is your friend. Believe in what you see and not in what you believe. The market can only exist in three states. It's either going up, it's going down, or sideways. If it's going down, you need to be selling stocks, and in some cases, if you're a little bit more advanced, shorting them. If it's going up, you need to be buying stocks, and if it's going sideways, you need to be sitting on your hands as a trend follower. Okay, well, great advice uh, for all of us, and uh, hopefully uh, you can uh, show us which of those three to do at any particular time here. So, Dave, thanks very much for taking time here. Hope that things continue to go well for you and uh, New Orleans down there and uh, in uh, your personal and uh, professional life that you have a great 2019. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us, Dave. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, appreciate it. So, again, we've been talking with Dave Landry of DaveLandry.com as well as his own YouTube channel and uh, in in, uh, stock trading uh, with charts, etc. on trend following and momentum. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com. You can go to our website to hear podcasts of all of our interviews and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. I'm Charlie Wright, wishing you an enjoyable week and productive investing. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing.